Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. Absolutely redneck, Jesus. <laughs> Well, we have started recording and I'm delighted to say, and I know I always say this in the podcast, but I genuinely am delighted because I feel like I've already met you, but I haven't. I am thrilled to say that I am speaking to Caroline Gilmore and Marisa Kelty of The Eves. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Lovely to be here. You kindly last year, without even knowing me or what this is all about, you kindly did the most beautiful Bra Brave session for me on Instagram. And just ever since then, I've just been... A huge fan and I'm just in awe of everything that you've achieved and what you're achieving right as we speak radio to artists and all that so <laughs> uh, this is so nice to be speaking to you at this time how oh, are you thanks Lisa we're great we're, good, we're yeah. great we're buzzing at the moment as you know it's all been kicking off on radio too like you said there and we're pinching ourselves it's just gone insane hasn't it mm. it's been amazing and radio too has been a massive dream for us for so so long and I just can't believe it's actually happening. Yay! I mean, it, so but it's cool. totally deserved. Like I was saying, the track "Brand New Day" is just awesome. It's just such a like a tune and such a happy. Like you're just like willing the sunshine to come out. Oh, and totally. for the times that we're living in, it just feels like the anthem that we needed. You know, good vibes, positive vibes. Is is that where that that song kind of originated from? Like you seeking out those positive vibes that we all really really need. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Um, it was kind of initially written um, with a friend in mind who was going through a really tough time and had been in a really toxic relationship and couldn't really see a way out of, you know, how they were feeling. And it's just basically to say, look, you know, everybody goes through tough times, but you just got to hold it together. It will get better. You know, there is a better day coming. And, you know, you just got to take that control back as well. You know, don't let anybody you know put you down and hold you down you've just got to take that control you're responsible for your own life and you just got to go for it so it's, it's you know it could be about that person or any anybody who's in you know a bad job or a rubbish relationship or whatever it might be just take the control back walk away if you need to love that and it's so lovely that it was inspired by somebody that you know that and that's the power of music you know it inspires you to write music but also then other people hearing your track you're thinking well hopefully that'll inspire somebody to to realize that tomorrow is a brand new or today is a brand new day and yeah. and that you know the possibilities are endless and that like, I think in this time as well we're all like looking for that brand new day and we're all yeah. like, ready to take kind of charge because it feels like everything's been out of everyone's hands for so long hopefully. but that's the power of music and that's what totally drew me to your music when I first discovered you both I just was like yeah, I love what you're doing. So I'm dead interested to get into it in terms of like your both your musical influences and where music came into your life. Was it from a young age or is this something that you have discovered in more recent years? I'll come to you, Caroline, first. Okay, well, for me, I've always loved music from a very young age. So it was always on in my household. So my mum and dad were always playing either the radio or their vinyls or their tapes or their CDs. Um, and then it wasn't till I got to, I would say, maybe second year at high school where I got an opportunity to play saxophone at school, um, and I picked that up. I enjoyed playing it. I joined the school band. I found my tribe at school. I found the band. I just found everyone there in the band. It was like my clique, and then from then on, like I suppose getting to sort of teenage years, it was that time where it was all the singer-songwriters, all the female singer-songwriters, so like Cheryl Crow and Alanis Morissette and all these people. I, I just remembered Alanis Morissette um, and You Ought to Know came out and I was like, woofed, who is yeah. she? Like, she just, like, speaks from the heart. She's passionate. She's raw, the lyrics. And that album, Jagged Little Pill, I've still got it. I'm surprised I can still play it. It's scratched to death. I think I've honestly played that a bazillion times. I've got it on vinyl. Um, And that's just what I suppose really started to push me into writing my own music and learning how to play guitar. 
and then you do that thing where you join covers bands and you get out to the pubs and the clubs you do the working men's clubs you're on mm-hmm. a karaoke nights and you just got to build your confidence up because I never thought that I was much of a singer um, really yeah I never thought I was I never actually had the confidence to do it um, until I had a few bevies at the karaoke one night up singing Madonna, you know, absolutely giving it loudy. Um, so that, was that your karaoke song of choice, any Madonna track, was that? Madonna, was that your... Belinda Carlisle, Leave oh, a Light yeah. On, Alana Miles, June. Black Velvet, say, all these standards. They are classic. Black Velvet. Velvet. <laughs> My karaoke song came on the radio the other day and I nearly killed over because I had genuinely forgot that it existed. Remember Crush? Yes, Jennifer Jennifer Page. Page. That's that so bizarre that you say that. That's like one of our like one of our songs. Like we bonded over that song. <laughs> like we both have an insane affection for it. We were like, I can't believe you love that song too. Yeah, that's like so bizarre you say that. We love that song. That, so I would sing that or any cores number because I'm oh, writing yeah. cores. Yeah. yeah. But Jennifer like that Jennifer Page song coming on the radio the other day I was listening to like nineties heart and I was like Yeah, love it. Totally, what, what a tune. But it's not aged, has it? It's absolutely no. timeless. I'd love us to do a version of that. That would mm. be brilliant. Totally do that. Make that happen. <gasps> <laughs> but that is so like interesting. Like you're saying that like, you didn't see yourself as a singer. No. But here you are on radio too. <laughs> I know. Well, I suppose I like the behind the scenes stuff and the writing songs. And then when mm. I started doing my own songwriting, um, God, back in 2000 and whatever it was, and you just think, you know... It takes a lot to build up the confidence to go out there to studios and to think, right, I've got songs that I think are actually good enough to record. And you just kind of build up. It's every step. You just take every step forward and you move on and you move on and you move on. And I went through my solo career for a wee bit and playing there with my guitar and singing and writing my own stuff. And then obviously we met 2016, we met. Yeah. What about you, Marisa? Was, was music just, has it always been part of your life? Um, pretty much, I guess, similar to Caroline, music was always on in the house. Um, my mum and dad always had the radio on. My dad um, always had his, his vinyls on. That was his kind of chill out thing he used to do. At night time, he would have a whiskey and he'd go in and, and he'd sit in the dark um, on yeah. his kind of favourite chair and he would put his vinyls on. And I would always like, well, sometimes I would get up in the middle of the night like as a wee girl and I would go down and I would go and look for my dad and he'd go, oh, come and sit in my knee. And I'd sit in his knee for a wee while and listen um, to the tunes that were going on. Um, and then I got into uh, piano when I was about 10. Um, and from that point, basically I started piano lessons. I was always like, I always sang like I, I was really shy, really, really shy in, in public. But like my mum would always push me up to karaoke competitions and stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, I, I loved like I loved singing, but I just I was terrified in front of people. And that, you know, that yeah. still terrifies me sometimes to this day. But, you know, that um, that was the moment that I started to love singing. And I used to just like harmonize in my bedroom, put CDs on and stuff and um, harmonize away. And um, I think hearing Alicia Keys when she came out, that was a big that was a yeah. big moment for me because um, at that point, um, I was learning piano mm. and I love to sing as well but I never really kind of at that point really knew how to put it together and obviously when I was learning piano it was more classical piano God, yeah. and when she came out she was a kind of blend of the both um, yeah. she would do classical and pop so that was that was a big moment for me that was the moment where I thought oh you know you could do the singing and the piano thing at the totally. same time and um, and then from then I started to learn the flute and not long after that um, kind of fell in love with the saxophone got it fixated in my head that I wanted to learn the saxophone learned that really quite quickly um, and then that's such a difficult instrument to play yeah, so yeah. that's what I was thinking you were saying Caroline like because yeah. I remember uh, so I was like a big Michael Bolton fan as well because my mum was oh, like, yeah. Michael Bolton and uh, Kenny G has saxophone <laughs> oh, wow. my mum always used to play the tape in her car and she used to pick us up from school and it was either Michael Bolton Kenny G or M people yeah. that were playing and uh, <laughs> yeah like so it was always like the cool kids that played yeah. saxophone in the school because that was like obviously mm-hmm. a difficult instrument that you had to be like you had to like really <laughs> want to do it <laughs> I was not the cool kid, I can tell you that right <laughs> now. Neither was I. I was the well, I don't know so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely not cool, but yeah. Um I think I think saxophone was definitely a step up in coolness from the flute. That was for sure. <laughs> I suppose it was. Yeah. But the good thing about the flute is it's, it's similar, um 
you know, the finger markings are, are, are similar. Um, ah, so it's, it's a natural pro- progression because it's another woodwind instrument. So it's a natural progression. But um, loved that. Learned that in about six months and then decided to um, audition for all musical um, universities and stuff. So ended up um, going to uh, Napier in Edinburgh studying a classical degree as a saxophonist. Did that Jeez, for four oh. years. Um, so got a degree out, out of that at the end. It's one of those degrees yeah. that's kind of like, what was the point in that? <laughs> in, in a way, in a way, like in lots of ways not, but like in a way for the saxophone because it's not part of any orchestra. Um, so right. in a classical sense, you've really got to forge your own way. You'd, ah, if, if you wanted to be a performer, you would have to go on and, and, and really um, be something quite special or you mm-hmm. go down the jazz route and become part of you know jazz bands and things like yeah. that um, or you teach, which was always a kind of, like a, I don't think you really wanted to teach though. It was always it? a backup for you. It was always yeah. a backup, but I really, you know, I do a wee bit of teaching from 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 yeah. time to time. But I think performing is definitely, you know, performing and writing is definitely at the heart of what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, Pop music came calling for you though, didn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm ditching the classical nonsense. I'm going to get on the <laughs> pop bandwagon. It did, yeah. yeah. So the so the I think in my final year at uni, um, someone so someone in, in my year um, who was in a band. Uh, called Soul Inferno, it's a um, soul wedding and function band, and they were looking cool. for a new singer. And um, <laughs> he was like, "You can sing, can't you? I'm sure you can sing." Because I'd done a couple of pop modules on the at Napier, and he was like, "Why don't you come and audition for um, this band?" And so I went and auditioned for uh, the soul band, and and um, got the job and wow. sang. <laughs> so and then ended up going into um, another band, an acoustic band as well. So I was in both those bands for a long time. It was years you were in the band for, weren't you? Absolutely, years, God, 12, 10 years, 12 years 12 in that, years. Oh, so that band. I yeah. was able to come out of uni and then pretty much within a year or two start earning a proper living just as, yeah. a, as a singer in different bands doing so. weddings and functions and you know, singing in bars and hotels and things like that. So, but yeah, it's pretty, about cutting your teeth that way as well, isn't it? Totally. Like, you know, gigging, you know, you, totally. the things you see and the people you meet and the situations Absolutely. that you're thrown into, it totally is like character building stuff for sure. Like I'm sure totally. you both get your stories you're like, that's one time. <laughs> oh, we've got plenty of yeah. those stories, yeah. There's no there's no substitute for that, for putting hours in. There really isn't. I mean, uh-huh. I'm, I must have done well over a thousand gigs um, in my time. Uh-huh. Um, and because you're doing it as a job, you don't think about it, but you, every single gig that you do, you're you're learning more. Yeah, your Absolutely. stamina's becoming better and your stagecraft's becoming better, you know, your fluidity and your voice, everything like that mm. improves. Um, and like you see, just getting that experience standing on a stage because it can be absolutely terrifying. And it's yeah. even totally though it's, even though it's different, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's definitely different when you're singing your own songs because mm. not only do you have that kind of um, critical eye on you as a singer, you've also got it as a, a songwriter too. Yeah. Um, and people aren't so familiar with, you know an unknown band song everybody can mm. you know sing brown eyed girl to the cows come home you know it's accepted and it's it's well loved and respected but when you're standing up there doing your own music mm. it can be absolutely terrifying um but just having that kind of legacy behind you of putting in the years really stands you in good stead I think. absolutely yeah. so what was the defining moment that led to the creation of the eaves so i i was in a band before um and it was kind of all about the harmony. For me, I love I love harmony and I really, I just like to have someone on the journey with me and I was looking for someone else to write with. And I'd kind of heard of Caroline on the scene a wee bit. It's kind of a bit like sliding doors. We actually lived on the same street for a while. We've gigged in a lot of the same bars. <laughs> we played with a lot of the same people um, in various oh. different bands and stuff. And it's just one of those things. Um, and so I thought I'd get in touch with her, but actually unbeknown to me... <laughs> I hadn't actually remembered this or realised this, but I found once we um, had met up and, and started playing together and stuff, I actually found an email <laughs> in my inbox about... Was it 2012. 2012, yeah. So four yeah. years previous, um, Caroline had got in touch asking um, if I wanted to play keys for her, for her okay. original music. Did you, Dania? She said no! <laughs> well, I did, but at the time it was only because... How dare she? It was only because I literally was... Uh-huh. I, I couldn't... I couldn't do it um, due to time. I was gigging about seven nights a week and I was absolutely knackered. It's all knackered. coming out now, Caroline. It's all that's, coming out. See, that's it. That's it. But I so, forgot I'd even sent that email, to be yeah. honest. It was like, did I? So I did. She probably sent it to a million people just asking. <laughs> well, she I didn't actually. No, I didn't. No. No. no, no. Right. 
Aye, so you got in touch with me, didn't you, on um, Facebook of all places? Yeah, yeah, just sent a wee message, and um, and at the time you were too busy, weren't you? I said no. It's <laughs> <laughs> getting her own back. I didn't mean it. She was putting out a single of her own at that time, and had a, um, you know, you had a single release, and it was all a bit mad. But then a couple of months later, she got in touch. She said you want to meet for a coffee, and and then it just went from there. We started writing songs quite quickly and Aye. reminiscing over songs like Jennifer Page Crush, and it's just. <laughs> Yeah, you know. It's like, I remember the night actually when you came over, I remember having a bevy and we're chatting about music and stuff and we had all the CDs were out in the rug. There was like <laughs> a million CDs on the floor going, remember this one? What about that one? What about that one? And we were like, we were so into it and liked all the yeah. same songs and it was like, I think this person is going to be in my life for quite a wee while. I just mm. felt that. And the songs were flowing. Like the songs that we were writing were definitely flowing. It was just like, mm. it felt like magic happening. But we didn't, like formed the eaves until about 2018 mm -hmm. so you were still in your soul inferno band yep um, and doing your gigs at the weekends i've got a full-time job as well so i was working in finance during the week so the only time that we could meet up was actually weeknights so like i'd be doing my shift then you would come round, we'd mm -hmm. get right and done then you'd be off all weekend doing your gigs and it was like we were working 24 7 around the clock to get songs written and recorded as well um and having to take time off work to go to recording studios and things like that it was it was so mm. busy but you took the plunge i think it was just before we put out tides in 2018 Mary. so you took the plunge to leave your wedding band no it was so following year. or was it the following year, following year. yeah sorry 2019 yeah mm. which was like a huge step yeah, for you especially yeah. when you'd been doing it for so long but i guess it's that it gets to that point maybe that you're like you know you're putting so much time and energy and you're obviously clearly loving it and it's it's working like so yeah. it sounds like it was working from day dot yeah and it's like just taking that big step I guess to go right we're going to invest more time more energy yeah. into this project totally it was quite scary though because you know you leave you're basically leaving a paying job to to then actually to take a chance take a yeah. chance and uh -huh. you know invest money in something that might you know become a full career at some point but you know it's it is a bit of a a bit of a risk but there comes a point where you don't have the time no. or the energy to do everything and and it just it felt like the right time and unbeknown to me at the time the pandemic was just around the corner and I think my last gig with them was uh October 2019 and then obviously the pandemic hit not too long after um yeah. but which is a shame but I really hope you know gigs are going to be back in full swing soon it's, yeah, it's happening it's starting yeah. to happen oh definitely you can see the light for sure like things are starting to shift and that's quite nice that we're speaking at this time because i feel like mm -hmm. you know there's obviously things going to be happening and yeah. hopefully gigs will be kicking off and you know yeah but like you're saying like it's it's about taking that leap of faith like you're believing in what you're doing and you're loving what you're doing and you're obviously working extreme, both extremely hard on it i wonder like in terms of like your musical influences and things that obviously you've had this eclectic mix of music throughout your careers classical and doing the wedding bands and and write your own stuff like mm -hmm. how would you describe your sound and what is it influenced by <sighs> i think you would describe it as melodic pop music um we've been, well, told, yeah. we've been told that quite a few times um in terms of uh, mutual interests we've got quite quite a lot yeah um we love coldplay don't we oh just love them we love the, just, just yeah. the epicness of their songs and the they're just tunes they're just amazing songwriters and they just keep get you know they just keep going and going and going yeah. um we love first aid kit first aid kit pierces. the pierces joseph who are um a sisterly trio from the states who are amazing they're um, incredible i love 80s you're not so fast on the 80s marisa some, but i, I love like 80s bangers you love 90s mm -hmm. there's a few 90s bangers in there as well. like you know it's i think it is just a blend of a bit of everything um i mean we like to write a banger of like an anthem a chorus that's mm -hmm. what we like i guess it's just a it's just a mixture of all those you know kind of i say cheesy pop but you know the pop tunes from the 80s and the 90s the ones that mm -hmm. people love to sing along to and I, I, you know for years and years i used to think you know you need to try and be cool you know try and write a cool song try and try and you know but it's just like it's like try and be indie pop music cool. just oozes yeah oozes out of us and you know these kind of hooky melodies just seem to come yeah, quite but that's the ones that's with you, like you're saying like hmm. see that um mine jojo 
get yes, out of Yes, I love that. That film. tune like literally lived with me my whole life. Like and then <laughs> she did like a she did like a re-edit of it kind of thing as like an adult because she was about twelve or something at the time. Uh, she and was like I love that song. That and remember um Smile. Oh yes. These are tunes that just I love that like, song. Yeah. Maybe like that. I spoke about this on the podcast with um the artist Red and that's what she was saying like for so long she was maybe trying to fit herself in boxes where she was like I didn't belong she was like I just really like singing big ballads being influenced by those songs like that everybody remembers kind of thing yeah. like and there's nothing wrong with that that's that's cool like playing to your strengths yeah. and things that you're mm-hmm. interested in and not necessarily trying to like put yourself in a box that you yeah. don't necessarily belong in that's us definitely yeah. pop music all the way now I think totally <laughs> and we definitely have you know like a lot of the songs that we've released have been quite upbeat songs but we do have the the ballads as well but they're they're all definitely still influenced by pop music they're still you'll still find the kind of melodic hooks and the, the choruses and stuff like that so yeah i feel like when i heard city of stars when you did that um Bro brave live for me i hope you say this as a compliment i, I felt like i knew it mm-hmm. oh that's great that's good do you know what i mean like Thank i felt you. like i was like oh i know this song mm-hmm. oh brilliant it's Thank not like you. i was comparing it to anything else it was just like yes yeah i wasn't sitting there trying to figure it out you know, yeah. with some songs you're like, do I like this? I'm not really sure. Like mm. right away, I was like, yes, I'm on board. Love it. Oh, brilliant! Mm-hmm. And I think that's the same with brand new day. I honestly do. I think that's and that's obviously why it's getting the you know the publicity and the, the play that it is because it is just a feel good song. As soon as it starts, you're like, yeah, and I, I, I want to listen to this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you. I think it's great. So, like, I was looking back, I was looking at your website. Obviously, doing my research is a good podcaster. Good. And, uh, you're saying so you formed what 2018 so that wasn't that long ago yes i think we put out tides in october 18 yeah yeah so that was you've the first thing so much like and you, you know gigging i mean obviously pandemic aside like before that like you were already gigging like my right saying you did country to country and played at king tuts we did yeah the transmit festival as well these are stages that people like for years want to go on not yeah. that i mean that's not to say because obviously you're like we know you've been putting the graft in but as the eaves Mm-hmm. you've achieved so much yeah. so it's been insane. it has been insane I mean I think we put out was it one or two singles before we got booked for country to country I can't remember if we put out the Christmas song as well and then we yeah. got booked for country to country and I kid you not it was like yes we're delighted and then it was like okay have we got enough songs to be able to do this <laughs> set we literally had to yeah. actually go back to finishing off songs I know that actually hadn't been finished yet was like <laughs> right we need to get like seven songs on a set to play for half an hour I know. how are we going to do this it holy moly and that was That's just when you say yes to things you're like yes I, I can do it then you have to figure it out yeah totally that totally. was actually that was actually our very first gig as the Eve what that's <laughs> nuts no. at the at the uh-huh, at the uh-huh. hydro in yep. Glasgow, that was our first gig. ever gig as the Eves. Our legs were shaking, honestly. My left leg got <laughs> it to actually Boy. just stop shaking. My lips were shaking. I was trying to sing, and my lips were shaking. <laughs> Dry mouth, like you wouldn't believe. I was like, nah, nah, nah. I was like, I couldn't. It was like, it's like my lips were stuck to my gums trying to sing. That is mental. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy! But I love how you just embraced that. You've I, got to say yes. You can't turn and that these gives you down. the goal to work towards to go right. See those five songs we're still actually working on. We've got to get them finished now, right? So it was like <laughs> it was a few sleepless nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was something else. That, that. was intense. That one, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and then we actually put a band together, so we could mm-hmm. get. And we, we got booked for Transmit. So I think we'd had a few rehearsals with the band as well. And again, mm-hmm. it was actually very similar. Right, we've got to get a set together for Transmit with a full band playing it. Mm-hmm. And again, it was back in that cycle of, right, let's get everyone organised. We've got six musicians now to try and actually get in a room at the same time each week to get up to speed on the songs that we're doing. And mm-hmm. it's just been constant chasing our tails to get there. Yeah. It's been mental. That's the adventure, isn't it? That's yeah. what it's all about. You wouldn't have it any other way. If it was dead predictable and you knew it was going to happen, it wouldn't be as fun. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> This is true. It would also save, you know, a lot of grey hairs. <laughs> I've aged about 10 years this past year and a half. <laughs> right, listen, I know, but I guess there'll be that, you know, excitement to get out and, and you know, on that level of where you were at, do you know what oh, I mean, before course, pandemic, yeah. do you know what I mean? But the joy is, obviously, you've still been creating and still been creative yeah. during lockdowns and, you know, you've managed to put a brand new day and it's playing on radio to and we're we're still very much dealing with COVID times, but that's yeah. that's the joy of like you're you're clearly determined and driven and, and you're 
your kind of mission with the eaves which is really inspiring I think well you have to keep on going I mean like we were saying there so 2019 was a massive year for us because of all those big gigs it was brilliant we'd put out a few singles it was all going great and then in the March just before lockdown we'd gone down to London to talk to Sony Music and Universal and other labels who were interested in talking to us just to see what we'd been up to the demos that we'd been working on so it was like surreal sitting actually playing our songs to these guys and it was all about to happen. We were going to be writing with some people at these labels and then lockdown happened and COVID happened. And you're just kind of sitting with your head and your hands going, I've watched my whole life to get to this point. I cannot believe I'm now in the <laughs> middle of a global pandemic and everything's shut down. Yeah. Like everything was put on hold. And I think we spent about maybe five minutes being like, oh no, what are we going to do? And then it was like, no, nah, just got to keep we've just got to keep moving forward mm. and we decided to go right well actually there's nothing else we can do right now there's no gigs so let's get back to writing the music let's get back to recording remotely because back then as well it was all kind of a bit strange having to remotely record with people it was all a bit tentative like how are we going to do this but um but we jumped on board and we started working on new material that april um, and we got 10 tracks recorded as well, didn't we, Marisa, with mm-hmm. Lewis Gardner? That's um, no mean feat. No. I mean, there's no excuse now if you get the, you know, the go-ahead for a gig. You, you're not going to be rushing to have tonight. Finish writing no. stuff before the gig. Like, We've actually got songs. They're, they're done. They're ready <laughs> We've to go. We've got tons of songs now. <laughs> have all the songs. <laughs> but the sound's kind of changed a little bit, so we're definitely more pop than when we first started out. So there was lots of guitars and bass and drums in the original songs and now it is definitely more pop but we still play on them as well so um so that's going to be something new to be able to work on that kind of set and how we perform that now because uh because that's the change isn't it Mm -hmm. is there going to be choreography is my next question (laughs) i'm your gal you know (laughs) well you can do the dancing yourself if you want because i could come and choreograph you that'd be i am the worst dancer. dancer you could possibly honestly I just I, I don't know how you guys do it I watch <laughs> I watch you and like I've seen people try to do people have tried to teach me how to do steps and I just uh-huh. I cannot get my body to do the things that it's supposed to be doing like I, I can yeah. freestyle dance I can you know I can dance in a club and I can yeah. obviously you know rhythmic keep a beat but uh-huh. it's never any kind of dance you'd ever want to watch <laughs> It really, I mean... Well, I'm sure we could quaffer that into some sort of music video choreography, Marisa. I mean, I think oh. you're selling yourself short here. <laughs> You've not I'm seen it. up and down like Beyonce. I can just see you. No. <laughs> no. We, we will hire the dancers if we need the dancers. Yeah, <laughs> We're not well, dancers, though. No. <laughs> and, like, what is your creative process? Do you, do you kind of make time for it in the week or is it just more organic? Like, one of you comes up with a melody while they're in the shower or something and you're like ah mm-hmm. by the way I've got this ear one or how does it work between the both of you yeah it's definitely more organic for sure because um you know we both still um are, are working and doing other things and um with the best will in the world you can schedule time in to be creative you know but if you're not switch feeling it yeah you just you just can't <laughs> no. it doesn't happen no. you just can't sometimes yeah. sometimes you know it'll come at the the most bizarre times like if you're in the shower or driving the car or whatever yeah and then or five in the morning as in your case last week oh yeah so the, five in the morning you were up i know sitting at the piano there was a song there was no a way. song came to me and i just thought if i don't get up now and record it i'm gonna lose it so I just, and is, that, is that a melody or a lyrics usually what comes first um really depends it really depends really it's, that's it's, interesting it's different every time sometimes you get um you might get a title on your head and then some words might come from that and then a melody or whatever. But I think the way I tend to write these days is I try my best to come up with melody first. Um, Cause I think that that's one of the most important parts of the song is the melody, try to get the, the strongest melody that you possibly can and then add words to it. Because sometimes if you have words beforehand, you can kind of try and shoehorn the words that you've got into a melody that might not actually be that catchy or, you know, so I think yeah. for me, these days I tend to I tend to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very organic. 
the same you'll come up she'll come up with something in the shower or whatever or a, a wee riff or i know i'll be coming out the shower i'll be like got an idea i've got an idea quick 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 sit in the corner <laughs> sit with my towel on me trying to, trying to before it leaves you something yeah. <laughs> but thinking back to brand new day obviously that's when i was sitting with the guitar one night after we'd just been rehearsing the whole night we were knackered and just getting ready to pack up for the night and i was sitting with the guitar and I kind of came up with a riff at the start of the song, you know, that ding, 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 ding. And you were mm. like, what's that? And I was like, I don't know. I just made it up. She was like, play it again. And I played it again. And then a day later, Marisa had written a whole song around it. God. <laughs> nice. That was good teamwork. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good teamwork. Makes a dream work, for sure. Thank <laughs> gosh. That's lovely that you both get each other to bounce off as well. Like because yeah. you know it just takes one of you to say something or play something, and then the other is like, "Oh wait yeah. a minute, I've got something." And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And you, you were talking earlier on about harmonies, and mm-hmm. it's just that synchronicity of you coming together, and obviously all your passions and the, the experiences you've had to date all fueling this very unique thing, which is the eaves. Yeah, that's totally. it. Yeah. And it's also nice just to not be alone because it can be really yeah. like. Even with the two of us, you know, there are down days and there are times, you know, and even not long before we put out Brand New Day, we were both saying, you know, okay, we really need this single to step up a notch from where we've been. We've gotten to a level and it's kind of like, you know, a plateau where you just, you get played by all the same people. And and that's 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 great. great. That's great. It's great to have that that base. Of course. But there is a point where you you think we've got to move up. We have to, you know... We can't keep, you know, plowing our resources, plowing our money, our time, yeah. everything, sacrifice and everything it's that you... expensive to do Yeah, this. and yeah. all the sacrifices yeah. that you make with your time and things. And know. just going with your gut with things as well, I guess. Because I was thinking when you were talking about going to speak to Sony and that, like that opportunity, that, I mean, that's massive in itself. But I guess any decision to do with the eaves, it's, yeah. it's a huge deal because it's your baby. It's the thing you've created mm. and putting that out. I know that from Create My Dance Troupe because it's scary putting your thing out the world, like your music alone, but then decisions about where to spend your money and management yeah. and, mm-hmm. and who's going to publicise stuff. And that's scary handing that over, but you kind of have to, in a way, to, to, to move on. Like you're saying, Marisa, yeah. do you know I mean, like to take that next step. No, totally. It's just, yeah, just great to have a friend through it all. Yeah. really is because it is a lonely road on your own you'll know that from being a solo artist before yeah and it's yeah. you know when you've got to drive it all the time it's you really have to be self-motivated and driven all the time and nobody's going to come knocking on those doors for you you know and even even now you know it's amazing we're being re- played on radio too that is so amazing but if we stopped being proactive nothing yeah. would happen again yeah. it's not nobody's going to come knocking on your door it's just you it's have to constant. make it happen it's yeah. constant all the business side of things as well i mean i don't think that people often see the amount of work that bands and artists have to put in themselves so obviously we've got an amazing team of people as well so we've got dave our manager and we've got the girls at the pr company Innes and campbell who have been great but the majority of the time it's us that's doing all the scheduling for recording photo shoots we do our own videos ourselves that like the bulk of the time mm-hmm. um and just we do up, all the social media yeah. the bulk of the time you know it's, what it's like just updating social media all the different social I know, media it's accounts. a full-time job it I is a full-time I job get paid for this podcast, <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, I mean, yeah totally. you're right so i can only imagine like you know i'm just talking about one podcast but you've you know as well as creating your music it's all the other stuff that comes with it like you're saying music videos yeah. and publicity and recording and gigs and it's a huge yeah. amount of work huge amount of work yeah totally mm-hmm. um and the band rehearsals and they get other people organized as well and it's exhausting especially when you've got a full-time job as well to pay the bills and you're trying to write and get your songs out there and it's it's just exhausting sometimes and like i said to you marisa there earlier on today I did honestly feel like before we put out the latest single, I was getting ready just to pack it in. I was mm-hmm. exhausted. I was tired. I've been doing it for years thinking, I don't know how much longer I can keep doing this. I'm genuinely burnt out. Um, and then all of a sudden, boom, something happens. Folk, Universe. They say that all the time. They say that you get to rock bottom and you're about to jack it in and then something happens. Mm. Um, it's a shame it has to get to that point. I know. Hi, hi. I'd rather not have gotten to that point. But anyway... Um, but that's the thing I guess and a lot of people have realized this year especially or the last year that what is important to them um but even when things are important it doesn't mean that they're any less difficult or hard do I mean like it's like anything in your life that means something it's you know it always takes work Mm -hmm. yeah hard (laughs) work totally and I don't think sometimes I don't think people realize just just what Mm -hmm. because why would they realize what goes into it and 
all the processes behind getting your music on radio and you know it doesn't doesn't just happen you know no. there's there's a whole process so but it does the hard work does pay off in the end and this is you know this is us getting a, a, a bit of a taste of the it's reward the start, hopefully yeah. hopefully yeah. it's the start oh, 100%. Uh, they're particular i mean um, <laughs> you've already done country country transmit and you know king touch you're just hogging all the good stages here <laughs> but are there like you know a bucket list for want of a better phrase or things that you would like to achieve specifically or is it just like we just want to keep on this adventure and whatever it comes comes probably jules holland would be a nice <gasps> to tick that off yeah. the box i mean that's, that's been one of your dreams marissa that's been yeah radio time. 2 and jules holland have been on like my like woo, like i always thought that. totally yeah. i always thought if i if i could just have those two things then i would have made it but now i realize that that's just like the start <laughs> you're yeah. still climbing the mountain from that point probably Glastonbury as well Glastonbury I'd love to like like support a major act like mm-hmm. your Coldplay's or like something tour, I mean, tour imagine tour or Coldplay or something oh my god insane that would be so good be amazing that would be good that would, we'd yeah. love and that. then you could like design your stage and you'd do all your graphics and oh Aye. yes Totally. Yeah. The dancers on. We'll we said you can come on. Well, I, mean, I don't know my shoehorn that in there, but I'm, I'm pushing for these dancers. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to choreograph a band, or it's just something I've not had the chance to do. You know those kind of like things. You're like tick tick. I've done a choir. Oh, I've worked, like done wedding dances. Do, 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 but I've never. I've choreographed like a tribute act, but not like a band mm-hmm. for like a music video. So just putting out there. Did you see our um, video for our Christmas song, the dancer Stephanie? That was in that. Oh, you need to check it out. She's insane. She's amazing. Yeah, she's she's incredible. She freestyled it all, didn't she? Yeah, she was just like amazing. I'll need to check that out. That's cool. Mm -hmm. And in terms of like, you get your band together and any collaborations you've done, whether that's people behind the scenes, like producing your work or whatever. Like, how how, have the relationships come along? Has that just been again organic people that you know and worked with in the past? Yeah, just just putting the putting the feelers out really definitely yeah i mean when we got the boys in the band involved it was somebody who knew somebody who then knew somebody else and you're just like right so we met them all individually in the pub and mm-hmm. just like i just think i think that's what we did for the band and then what else did we do um we held dance auditions for the dance auditions we did that yeah, was fun that was fun oh, yes. that was that felt quite quite a cool strange thing because i can't dance I... for toffee but i can i can tell <laughs> Who's a good dancer? And um, yes. it was so nice. I know. I know. It was hard to choose though because there was quite a few really, really good dancers. There was mm. about three at the top that we wanted, and we thought, well, we kind of have them all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really sad to tell people, no, we're really sorry, but we've gone with someone else because we knew they were amazing dancers. But yeah. was this just a concept that you had in your head that yeah. you just wanted to kind of action type thing? That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I guess you forget that I feel like music videos are like, like a dying art that just needs to come back. Yeah. Why are people yeah. not investing in music videos? Come on now. I think now because you've got like YouTube and you can listen to music on there as opposed to watching a video. And it's about that. I guess folk just want to consume things fast these days. Yeah. They've fun. not got time to sit and watch a whole music video. They just want to hear something quickly and they move on to the next thing and they move on to the next thing. And I do think it is a bit of a kind of dying art if I have mm-hmm. to be honest, but it's also very expensive yes. to do those videos as an artist. It's super expensive. Mm-hmm. And that's why we've had to kind of do our own ones recently. So we yeah. did our own for a brand new day. We just did it all on our mobile phones. But that's, that's it. It's that another creative element. Like obviously as creatives, okay. like you've multifaceted, you've got lots of influences, that things you're good at. So it's like another way to like express yourselves yeah. and then get the idea of like, what influenced the song in the first place? I guess. Mm, I get. Yeah. We didn't have a choice with the pandemic either, so no, <laughs> it was kind of right. right. We didn't have any. We didn't have any new photos or anything like that to put out. You know, so hopefully we'll get a photo shoot done, and um, probably in you know maybe July or August, something yeah. like that. So get some new photos because they're getting a bit older. I know so. we've been we've been <laughs> honestly plowing out the same photos for about a year and a half. I'm the same. I put stuff on Instagram and I'm like, I don't look like that anymore. People <laughs> people meet me in real life after this pandemic. They'll be like. Right, <laughs> she's been plugging the forties for like 2017. <laughs> <laughs> and what has like to date? What has most surprised you? I'll use that word because then you can kind of interpret that however you like about this whole the, the Eve's journey thus far. What has surprised you? That's an interesting question. I don't think anyone's asked us that before. Mm. 
I think uh, what has surprised us, I think just that we've got so many lovely people who have jumped on board, like we've got amazing fans out there and just the support that we're getting from people right now is incredible. All these folks that go into socials to share our posts, to set up fan pages, mm-hmm. to do all those incredible things, to be sending messages over to Radio 2, asking them to play mm-hmm. songs on shout Facebook and to, Twitter. Shout and- out to Marisa. Yeah, so this is another Marisa. Um, she set up her like fan page a few months ago and uh-huh. she was like, I hope it's okay, but I want to set up a fan page. I was like, totally. We were like, oh my God, we've got a fan page. Like, she is, She's honestly so hard working. She is all over it. She knows things before we know things, honestly. She'd be like, <laughs> did you know this, this and that? And did you know you'd moved up to, you know, whatever playlist? Oh, and, you know, she'll text us things. She knows. She's got eyes and ears everywhere. I don't know she how she does it. She's to pay her, actually. Yeah. I really think we should get her on the team. But, uh, like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, amazing. That's so cool. I think it's just we've got so many lovely friends out there and also people like that who are complete strangers to us who have jumped on board this amazing journey. And we're like, how's this happened like this is incredible and I think that is kind of what really surprised me is that people actually think yes this is a brand new band that we want to get behind and that's the thing for me I think yeah mm-hmm. yeah we're good at that in Scotland really? I think yeah definitely definitely you know, and we, we get behind people who are hard-working talented you know and, and that, that's important because everybody's got to start somewhere do you know what I mean and like mm-hmm. you, you clearly deserve a fan page for sure Thank you, thank you. I guess we've always been plowing ahead and and really dreaming a lot of these things that are happening. You know, a lot of the gigs that we got in 2019, and um, you know, now the Radio Two stuff. That's always been a big dream, but it still catches you by surprise when you think, well, we're still an unsigned band. You know, really, we have no label support behind us. We're doing this on our own, um, self-funded, and you know, we're sitting on a list with 24 other acts who for the most part are very very well known at the top of their game at the top yeah. of their game that have been you know household names for a long time and it's just like we're just pinching ourselves and i think yeah big thanks to radio 2 for for just liking the track for what it is and seeing you know you don't have to have however many followers on twitter or whatever you know you just have to have a good song and have a good work ethic and you know m- maybe they've just taken a chance and thought you know our listeners are going to love this, so yeah, yeah, of course, good music's good music. Doesn't matter mm. who made it. <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, like, and the bonus is you're good people who are grafters. But like you're saying, it's a great song and people love it, so it should be played in radio too, alongside Pink. And I'm saying Pink. That's because I watched that documentary the night there. I said She's that. On it right now, though, she is on it. Yeah. Uh-huh, she is on it. Yeah. Pink, Elton John, Coldplay, Texas. Yeah, I think that's awesome. It's it's definitely well deserved. But I'm I'm chuffed that that happens. That that's a real life thing that's mm-hmm. happened. I was forgetting like the fact. I think we're so conditioned not to be in real life now. When you were talking about fans, I'm like, oh yeah, gigs like real life people coming to see you in real life. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> that's the thing. You've had a taste of that as the eaves. Yeah. But there's so much more of that to come, which is lovely because I guess for so long it's been the focus is like writing and. Mm-hmm behind like behind closed doors like not being in front of your fans and not having like that seeing folks eyeballs <laughs> i think yeah, that'll I be it. slightly terrifying when we go yeah. back actually the mm. first gig back we'll probably be like right so how do we do this again do this? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. like you know we're gonna have to really get back to rehearsal soon and i know start getting it'll be so organized. nice though to actually yeah. see people in the audience and and connect <gasps> with them and um it's always hard to know what people think though when they're when they're watching you because uh, there's been a couple of occasions I've done gigs in my life and not necessarily with the ease, but just, you know, covers gigs or whatever. And you're putting your heart and soul into it and you see someone in the audience and you think, oh, they're hating every minute of this. Look at their face. They're hate, they're hate, they're hating it. They absolutely hate it. And they're always the ones that come up to you at the end and go, that was amazing. I love that. You know, and you're like, <laughs> seriously, Smile, I, then. I really Smile. thought that you were hating every second of that. <laughs> we always say that with the things that we always talk stage and we're like, see that guy, put your arms folding and all that. But it's so bad because I'm like, as an audience member, I'm not necessarily like pure clapping and cheating. Same, and, like, yeah, yeah. Same, I'm yeah. like, so you should know better, Lisa Kennedy. Yeah. But quite often we'll come off stage and be like, God's sake, tell your face. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> again, like you say, folk will come up going, that was amazing. You're like, really? Are you sure? Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
thanks. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so many people have said that. Actually, Ryan Davidson, the magician, he said the same, the very same thing. There'll be somebody, and he was like, "That's the person you play to the whole night, then, because you're trying to impress this one person that you've decided that doesn't mm. like you." Uh-huh. And you're like, uh-huh. and then they come up at the end, they're like, "That was the best thing I've ever seen." And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> it's madness, just really how we feel sometimes. Is that huge yeah. insecurity inside yeah. you thinking? these folks have paid for a ticket we better be good mm-hmm. we better be good you know um and put on the best show that we possibly can but I think there's something special that happens though when you've got that sort of audience out there you've got that support and you hit that wee sweet spot in the gig where you feel the support and you feel the love and it's just it's mind-blowing it's such a lovely feeling mm. How good does it want to be when you do a gig and everybody sings brand new day back? Oh in? my oh. god! I just want to see people bouncing to it. I just want them bouncing well. to the chorus, jumping up and down, going absolutely berserk because yeah. we all deserve to let our hair down right now. It's been a really hard year and a bit. Let's just get out there, few drinks, have a party, and just completely lose ourselves. Mm-hmm. Definitely, totally. I agree. Totally. And that is the. Again, like I was saying, the power of music and the power of live entertainment in general. Do you know what I mean? We're just, we just need it. We need it back. What you're obviously born both to do, for sure. Totally. And also see it as well, because we, we need that to fuel us as well. We need to go and see artists yes. that inspire us, because it makes such a big difference when you when you connect and watch someone on stage. You think, right, let's go. You know, I want to be doing that. I want to be doing that. And that's mm-hmm. always the thing throughout, throughout my life that's inspired me. I watch people on stage and that gives you a wee push up the backside to keep going and go yeah I want what they're doing I want to do that yeah that is so true what was the last gig can you remember that you went to was it Joseph Joseph in Glasgow at broadcast yeah it was a really really small amazing tiny tiny dingy wee downstairs bar um these girls are from America and it was just the three of them on stage and one of them had a a guitar um but it was an amazing gig because their vocals are just insane the three sisters and The, the harmonies are just incredible and they're just really good performers as well at one point one of the girls guitars just completely broke and she was just doing it a cappella where they were just mm-hmm. they were just kept going just kept, just kept going. going yeah they've got a lot of passion you can see a lot of passion in what they do and they played on jules holland yeah <gasps> that's where we first actually found them yeah so we watched right. them on jules going who are jules. these girls they're amazing if you've never yeah. listened to their stuff honestly it's they're incredible do you know, I'm actually, like, I was a wee bit nervous about coming on to do this podcast, you know, like being amongst podcast royalty, Caroline. No way! <laughs> you know? I mean, we can't not mention your wonderful podcast. The Cake Show. Bro, oh, yes. I love doing that. I love Keith. I love doing the yes. podcast. And yeah, it's something that just basically came out of nowhere. So I think we were sitting in Edinburgh Festival, sitting in a beer garden, having a pint and saying let's do a radio show or like some sort of podcast because podcasts were just kind of starting off back then. It's like, so how would we do that? Not sure. Let's just see what we can do to figure it out. And Keith set up all the tech in the studio and we thought, right, what we're going to do then? And we just pick the songs that we like each week or each month now uh, because we're so, so busy. So we've had to put the show back to monthly now as opposed to weekly. Um, Mm -hmm. And we get to choose all our favourite songs that are out at the moment we get to put in some old classics some retro tracks, some vinyl tracks it's just a bit of a mix of everything and good banter just chatting about what's actually happening out there in the music industry and um, I love it, absolutely love doing it forget your rant rant of the week I used to do my rant of the week as well (laughs) I'd go off on a monologue just talking about something something that was annoying her in in that week what would your rant be this week if you got one? You might as well. You could put it on my podcast if you like. It's mean, not too controversial. Don't be getting don't, don't be getting cancelled in that. <laughs> I don't know. There's probably quite a lot to rant about at the moment if you look at what's going on in the news. Okay. But um, maybe you should just keep. Your I'm mouth not shut. gonna. <laughs> say Listen, we can't guarantee. We can't say anything. She says that to me every week. She's like, nah. It's best if you just keep your mouth shut. You're, you're here for quality like, control, Marisa. You're totally. Like, oh, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the joy of being a Jew. There's always somebody to just sort you out. <laughs> She'll wind my neck in. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> oh, that's so cool that you do that, though. It's brilliant. Like, and it's nice. You. Like, you've got something for yourself. Like, because obviously the music and your work. Both of you have. You were saying that you also have other jobs, and that's like a lot. So it's good. Like, if you've got something for yourself, yeah. Marisa, do you have something that you do that's just for fun? 
Um, I used to play netball. <laughs> I've been able to do that for a while, obviously, because things. Yeah, have, of course. Um, so that was my thing, um, but also dogs, just dogs. Yes, I read this. Yeah. So I um, last summer um, we helped set up Pico's Pack Dog Rescue in the UK. So it's a it's a Serbian dog rescue, but we run the the UK side of it. So we set up um, basically just I found out about this dog rescue through a friend of a friend and. Um, sent a donation and then just found out a bit more about it and I think we both looked at their their kind of social media pages and saw that you know if, with the best will in the world if you're looking after what, 140 dogs or something you ain't got time to run a Facebook page you ain't got time to, <laughs> to, to make a website you don't have the time or the money or or the no. the means and the know-how to do it and we just looked and thought these guys can really do with some help you know they, they are doing incredible work they're saving these these really poorly dogs that and it's a totally different world out there in, in Serbia and, and a lot of these um a lot of these countries they don't have the dogs trust or the RSPCA or anybody looking out for these animals so and it's also the culture dogs and cats aren't really seen you know as the kind of family pets that we see them as over here we we you know dogs are golden to us you know they're like the highest member of the family you know we all treat they them totally are, we treat them the like royalty and that's and quite rightly so because i think they're just angels that are sent to us yeah. but um over there there's just there's puppies running about in the street there's dogs lying dead at the side of the road and stuff like that you know there's there's so much sadness and the, the job that these people do um is just incredible they're just superheroes they put you know the animals first and um, we just thought we need to help we need to help them so we set up the website and the social media and did a promo video and all these types of things so now it's a fully no, functioning to adopt all the dogs though. oh yeah oh my god <laughs> yes every new dog that we see each week every wee puppy that's brought in every dog oh. that's found in a ditch or a dump and we're like <gasps> i want to nurse that dog back to life mm-hmm. i want to like oh every dog that comes in yeah they're totally. all so special but the nice thing about it is we um because we do adopt to the uk and because we've set it up so a lot of the time it could be like um friends of friends or friends of ours that are adopting and um so a lot of the dogs are actually in edinburgh and glasgow so we still to meet because of the lockdown we're still to meet probably about six or seven of them that came over um last year and um, but we've met we have met a lot of them and you know some of them we get to see on a regular basis which They're is legend, which is just they? absolutely that's lovely amazing. well done that's awesome Thank i think that's you. really really that's important stuff for it's sure. a real it's a real passion and it was nice to have that um you know period as much as it's terrible to have the pandemic it was nice to have that period to you know work wasn't as manic so having yes. that time yeah. to dedicate to really establish and now it's running you know like a much more established um organization so it's yeah. it's great it's really really good to see that to see that happen we'll share that in the links as well of course as well for any for any doggy pals i don't know if you know but i do a thing on the podcast called the hingamajigs okay. so i have like a list of like 70 i'm not gonna ask you 70 questions you know that. <laughs> we have not we've not had a leftover typhoon so, <laughs> um, but i do select some from the list for my guests uh, if you'll indulge me Absolutely, I'm mm-hmm. excited. Obviously, you can both answer this separately, or you can just look at each other and nominate the other person if you're like, I don't have a clue. <laughs> um, do you put salt or sugar in your porridge? Salt. Um, I try not to put anything in but a wee bit of sugar if I have to. Porridge without anything in it? That is bulk. <laughs> See, this is why we ask these questions. <laughs> no, def- definitely salt, definitely salt. Definitely salt Although I quite like the sweet porridge as well, but it's, yeah, this, the salt is where it's at fine cool mm-hmm. that's important stuff <laughs> <laughs> okay um finish the sentence please i have always wanted to love no oh. caroline that's deep isn't it that was lovely eh? mine I'd would be you. mine would be um own a dog rescue <laughs> yeah also lovely yes Aww. and have like a million dogs on my own land and yeah, oh, that's gonna happen. You just though. sound like total saps. That's gonna right? happen. <laughs> Mine's better than yours. Sure. There's a rock and roll attitude here. I could have said punch you in the face, but I didn't say that. <laughs> we, should, we could have said tour with Coldplay or anything like that. Ah, we've said that already. No, Aye, that's right. sorry. We've put that. We've put that we've in the universe. Right? That's happening. That's working away in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I guess you might have answered this, but you might have your own answers as well. If you could duet or i guess trio or like just collaborate we'll use the word collaborate if you could collaborate 
with any artist or band, dead or alive, mm-hmm. who would it be? Oh, now, in the risk of sounding the same, um, we've said Coldplay a few times, but definitely Coldplay and mm-hmm. um, producer Max Martin. He is an oh. incredible, incredible producer. And they've, the so higher power that's just been put out by Coldplay was produced by Max Martin. And was it co-written as well? I can't remember. I don't know, actually. Um, but that would definitely be, you know... Jack Savaretti is pretty good as well. Jack Savaretti. I do a song with Jack. Yes. Okay, here's one. What would your teenage self say if they could see you now? Stop worrying about what people think about you. Just do what you want to do and don't look back. What are we saying to our teenage self or what is our teenage self saying? Well, it could be either way. Either way, whatever works for you. Um, I'd probably say to my teenage self, be more confident. Don't care what people think about you. Don't listen to the people that are putting you down. And just be yourself. Because, you know, when you when you grow up, you actually realise that, you know, your individuality and your uniqueness and not falling in the crowd is what makes you special. And I think when you're a teenager, it's hard to, to do that and you just want to be the same as everyone else. But also that it's okay to say no. Yeah. It's okay to say no sometimes to things. <laughs> Definitely. That's very good advice, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Quite often, if you're a yes person, then that can be detrimental to you and mm. okay for everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> so totally. we both are, actually. So we like to please everyone. Um, mm. And I think, you know, especially now, we're getting a lot of inquiries in, a lot of lovely people wanting to work with us and wanting to collaborate and want to do this and that. And it's what, all great. But it's more on the music side to try to collaborate. Are people saying, I do some songwriting, I've got some songs, and would you like to use my lyrics for things and all that? And it's okay to say no and not feel bad about it. Because obviously, yeah. Like, you know, we don't have time to do everything everything with everyone. So Mm -hmm. it's okay to say no and not to feel bad about it. Like we were saying earlier on, you've created this beautiful thing together and it's precious to you. And you know, you're going with gut instinct and and wisdom and experience to know what's right for you. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're only going to act on things that serve it. You're not just going to say yes to things just because it's like, well, it's another good opportunity. No, maybe it's not. Opportunities aren't always good. (laughs) I mean, definitely. Definitely. The question that I do ask every single person on the podcast is, what is your favourite Scots word or phrase? Oh. oh I'm oh. so not prepared oh, for this. I like the word glaikit. Yes. You know that one? Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> like that. quite a lot, actually. Don't know what I would say. I mean, like a proper Scottish word, not that I say it a lot, but like, you know, if something's absolutely minging, that's minging or that that's clarty. Clart is a good one. Clart, what what a Clart she is! Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally, I like Dreech as well. Dreech, yes. Oh, it's stuffy Dreech. That was a wee bit over the top Scottish theory. Eh? Yeah, but you, ugh, ugh. you can't you can't say you can't just say Dreech. I know you do voiceover work as well, so you will have you will be a master with words. Yeah, I don't I don't actually sound. I hate my normal speaking voice. I absolutely what? Hate it. No, I do. I do. So I, I put on a voice for voiceover because nobody wants to hear this. <laughs> Wished! What a yeah. nonsense. You've got a lovely speaking voice. Oh, thank you. Thank you. She always like, like, sounds like someone you trust in a voiceover. It's that nice, calm, soothing, trusting voice, That's nice. I find. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good word. I actually have a, in my family that exists, a list. It's like a notepad of um, words that my granny used to say. And they're all proper, really, really good Scottish words. Um, I love it. Yeah, I love it because she had she had so many things that nobody ever. Is that your Granny Cairns? Yeah. Uh huh. Like our, I think our family's like we don't want these words to ever like disappear. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Is that Actually, the Granny yeah. that ate the Turkish delight on a sandwich? Yeah. She would put a Turkish delight, three Turkish on delight. a piece. <laughs> yeah, she was a sugar fiend, and she took how many sugars in her tea? Well. I definitely Seven. remember her asking for six sugars in her tea one time, and I did it. Oh, my word. I did it, and then I took the tea to her, and she was like, there's no sugar in that hen. I was like, oh, my God. I became immune to it. There's been that much of it. <laughs> totally. Yeah, she, oh, she had, a, she had a really... It was amazing going to her house when, when I was wee, because she had everything that I ever wanted. Party rings, just to put, you know, like, syrup on a piece and all this, and, oh, it was amazing. Oh, 
love anyway. it. I love it. <laughs> that is uh, that is really cool though that you've got that list of words because these are mm. important things like to pass these things down. So that's cool. Yeah, I've I've learned a lot of Scottish words and phrases that I had never heard of doing the podcast. Just asking that question. Mm-hmm. Somebody said baffies once, and I oh, said, baffies. your slippers. Get your baffies did on. Did not know that one. Uh-huh. I did mm-hmm. not know that at all. Yeah, it's been an education for sure. listen i cannot thank you both enough i think you are awesome and i just you know i I just wish more awesomeness for you you're totally smashing it and um yeah i'll be obviously plugging everything that you do from now on you're in the clan now you see oh yay thank you so much thanks so much for having us on it's been really really fun chatting thanks for being so so lovely i hope you enjoyed today's episode of the brawn the brave podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.